0: Welcome everyone to a Thanksgiving edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast, except we're not really doing anything Thanksgiving specific, we're just it just happens to be Thanksgiving week. Austin Huff, Evan Leapak joining you from the luxurious Goshen News Podcast room, aka the old designer's back room here, aka it's actually not that hot this week as we've talked about before when we record in the winter. It's gets a little warm, but we are doing fine back here It's today. chilly. Yeah,
1: it's almost a little brisk.
0: Room temperature. Back here, wow. To turn the heaters off, should we? I don't know. Did they? It seems like it. Should we
1: open the emergency door? No. Not it's actually it's actually cold access.
0: outside. Let's not do that. It's it feels good back here. It's
1: low 40s. Yeah. It was colder earlier in the week. Yes. So I'll take this.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh yes, it is Thanksgiving week, which means one thing. Turducken in- turduckens yes that's what it means that's what that means John Madden. Uh, it means that means one thing in Indiana basketball the high school boys basketball season has officially started this week and boys swimming but basketball basketball yeah
1: and boys swimming but basketball but basketball <laughs> in 49 other
0: states it's just a game but this is Indiana
1: it's a life lifestyle
0: it's a lifestyle
1: is that what is that is that what they say Pretty much, I forget
0: along the line. You just got to start with in forty nine other states. It's just a game
1: because a lot of times, sometimes you'll you'll just be like forty nine other states, and then yeah. that's all you'll say. I'll say hey,
0: 49 <laughs> other states, man, forty nine other states. That's all you gotta know. So uh, <laughs> the, the first the first bit of the line is in forty nine other states. It's just a game. The second part is you know, but this is Indiana. It can be you know.
1: I like the lifestyle.
0: But this, but in the end, it's lifestyle. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, it's a little different, you know. We, we, we have Hoosiers. You know,
1: get the Westview Whistler tonight.
0: The Westview Whistler, yes, big Tuesday night uh, contest. But Westview Bethany Christian uh, opening up the season and the boys' slate. The other boys' openers Tuesday night um, that we are taping this beforehand. Elkhart Christian at Clinton Christian. So, West Noble at East Noble. You said Clinton. Clinton Christian. What did you think I said?
1: I don't know. It didn't sound like you said Clinton. Clinton Christian.
0: Yes. Yes. West Noble at East Noble. Battle Mm -hmm. of Noble County. Bethany Christian at Westview. Like I said, I'm just reading these off in order, so I just realized I repeated that one. Prairie Heights at Concord. Weird, interesting uh, NECC, NLC crossover there. Elkhart at Northridge. That's a a headline game. And Fairfield at Wawasee. Also an intriguing game for us. Uh, Northwood opens up Wednesday night at Lakeland. And Mm -hmm. then Goshen starts their season Saturday against Fairfield. And the only other team we are missing from that list, Jimtown starts Saturday as well.
1: All right. Who are the Jimmys playing?
0: I don't remember. Let me look that up. <laughs> I'm like, Jade. who are we missing on this list? And it took me a second. It's the Jimmys. Um, we were going to talk boys basketball second, but since we're rolling, let's just let's just do it. Season preview, kind of. Uh, first first polls came out. The coaches' polls came out on Sunday night, late Sunday night. The one class coach poll, and uh, the highest ranked class 3A team in the one class poll was our beloved Northwood Panthers, ranked 11th overall in the state. The first 10 teams were 4A teams, including Penn at the number five spot. But Northwood, 25-3 and 3 last year, regional finalist, second straight season. Cade Brenner, Huntington commit, Ian Rosh, Grace commit, coming back. Uh, Panthers seem formidable this year, Evan.
1: Both recent things, too, for both. Cade was the last yesterday week. on Monday.
0: Yes, and Ian was last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they lose a couple key seniors. Chaz Yoder, Cooper Wiens, they're gone. They were key parts to the lineup. Uh obviously Natarian Tuggle's gone. He's focusing on football. Yeah,
0: he's still at the school for the record.
1: Yeah, he's just focusing on football, that's what I said, you know, and yeah. track and track as well. Yes. So that those I mean, having Tuggle, his athleticism would have been really, really nice, obviously. But uh when you have guys like Roush, I'm gonna say Roush. You know, I'm make, sure Ian Rush. Rush. I'm just make sure I say Make sure I say it, Rosh. <laughs> Bond Treger, Ethan Wolf as well. He can shoot the three. JJ Payne's back.
0: Look out for young Rosh, Tyler Rosh as well. He's, he's bigger than Ian. Mm-hmm. Physically, he's bigger than Ian.
1: Is he a sophomore now? Or he he's a, a sophomore. He didn't mm-hmm. play
0: much last year as a freshman, but there's a lot of. He's already got offers, too. I think he got an offer from Huntington like two weeks ago. So there's a lot of excitement for him potentially to be a big player for them this season.
1: So, it really seems like Northwood has, even with the missing pieces, they have a lot of depth, a lot of scoring. They're expected to probably win the NLC again. And that's kind of the expectation. Denver, Warsaw. Jackson yeah. Gould at Warsaw. Yeah. He's yeah. back.
0: Should be good. By the way, Jimtown starts November 29th, so next Tuesday, at South Ben Riley. Jimtown does not play this first week. Very wow. sad. So, I lied when I said they play Saturday. I thought they just played Saturday.
1: You're like Saturday, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. right, yeah. <laughs> and I
0: looked at our Saturday schedule like, oh, there's that gym town on there, okay.
1: They get an extra week of practice, the jimmies.
0: Practice. Practice. Anyway, Northwood, Northwood. We want to play it Seems game. formidable.
1: Yes. And, you know, they've had issues getting past the regional final, but with the, you know, the postseason changing, they can win that uh, regional game and then uh, technically advance win the regional to this semi-state, year. you know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they they could technically win the regional this year. Mm-hmm. If but you only got to win one game in regional now instead of two, and the semi state becomes two games instead of one, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still in still don't know if I like that change. But I don't like doesn't matter what I think at this point. It's what's going to happen? So, so
1: I think it's pretty intriguing.
0: It keeps more teams alive on that third weekend of the tournament, mm-hmm. which is what they want.
1: I think that's but the, I think it de- I
0: think it devalues a little bit what the regional means. Like winning a regional this year compared to last year is much easier, and you're kind of taking away from building up a semi-state Final Four game. Like, the semi-state championship game now gets four hours of build instead of, you know, six days. So, yeah. to me, like, I, I like it when, like, the, the big game like, the bigger games, you get a week to prepare for that, kind of build it up and hype it up, and, you know, and now it's like, oh, yeah, Northwood won it uh, noon, So they're playing at 7 o'clock. Everyone gets to wherever they're at. You know, like it's – I don't know. It's kind of lame.
1: Could be more parity now with that though. Teams that shouldn't win semi-state end up winning semi-state because they're playing two games in one day or whatever. Some teams don't have their A game, both contests.
0: Right. Playing the first game on semi-state week is probably more important now than playing the first game at regional week just mm-hmm. because you're that much closer to the state championship game. Mm-hmm. Having that extra 90 minutes of rest. I know it sounds stupid, but like – you know when you're when you're uh if you win the morning game and you're watching that the early afternoon game like you know that you're going to be scouting you know for a couple teams or like you could be what you do coaches like when you're looking at the when you play the second game you're going to be there but you could be doing all the scouting for nothing in theory mm-hmm. so right i don't know it's an interesting balance but
1: it's pretty interesting
0: northwood northwood feels like they're going to be good again they have a much uh, harder schedule this year they have really beefed up the kind of the non-conference uh, action they're playing in the Hall of Fame Classic uh, November or sorry December 30th at Newcastle which is where they went to regional for three years in a row or two mm-hmm, years in a row mm-hmm. uh, our favorite place um, they play Brownsburg or no, they play at Brownsburg against um, Beach Grove sorry Beach Grove won the 3A state title last year mm-hmm. had some issues with their coach in the offseason if you might recall um, yes where they got arrested with drugs
1: in his uh-huh. car. <laughs> Tough scene. I was um, like, you're yeah. going to say that? I oh, yeah. You know, well, well, well we yeah. don't cover Beach Grove.
0: Whatever. <laughs> is Beach Grove going to come at us right now? Hey, man, why are you telling about the truth? Like,
1: we have like, a lot of Beach Grove uh, listeners. You don't know that? You don't,
0: you don't realize? I don't realize it. Uh, but they're going to play North Davies in the Hall of Fame Classic at least. Uh, and then they could either play Penn or Ben Davis, which is another good, good 4A teams right there. Um, they play uh, Concordia. It's a decent uh, Fort Wayne school right there early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Columbia City's been a solid uh, program as well. So they got a couple of good, you know, and obviously they always play St. Joe, um, Elkhart at the end of the year. Who knows what they'll look like? South Bend, Washington. Boys are supposed BM to be good. The BM. women, the girls are very good for South Bend, Washington. The guys are also pretty good.
1: All they have to do is, I mean, just like sleepwalk. Out there, the girls, yeah. the girls,
0: South and Washington <laughs> girls, they were down 20 11, 20 to 11 after the first quarter to Penn this past Friday and then won the game
1: 86 to 45. So, I guess that they, they were literally sleepwalking the first quarter. You spot
0: the been a, a <laughs> nine point lead. You know how many teams can spot Penn a nine point lead in this area and like be fine, even not just win the game, but win it by 41 0. One, it's up in Washington. That's it. That's the yeah. only team that can do it. Saying. Even Northridge, for as good as their plan. We'll get to them in a minute. But um, anyway, other boys' teams. Let's quickly go through some other boys' teams. Uh, obviously, um, our our defending reigning defending player of the year, Austin Cripe, West Noble. He's mm-hmm. coming off a great junior season. They look like to be a team. It's going to be tough for them. They're in the same sectional with Northwood mm-hmm. again. Um, so that's, that's tough. But... West Noble, uh, they could be a, a sleeper. Maybe in the NECC, Fairfield graduates a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Noble graduates a lot. Eastside graduates a lot. Uh, I, you know, Westview. What are they going to look like with a new head coach, Chandler Pribble, first season, um,
1: rebuilding a program? Yeah. West Noble probably has the most like coming back, like the most experience. Right. I mean, that's what you, and when
0: you got the one guy like in Crepe that's coming back, that's a huge piece of, of course. So,
1: mm-hmm. head coach Ethan Marsh was like. Been this is his fourth season, with West Noble. Yes. Yes, and he said yes. this is easily this is easily the most um, experience that they've had returning. You know, on top of Austin Kripe. I mean he he had twenty three points per game last year. Had so many points, he averaged. You, get, you got a prolific score like that, but unfortunately, like not anybody else for the most part scored like that. Like if Cripe wasn't scoring, West Noble was in trouble. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of guys that have a lot of varsity experience now. Hopefully, can take a lot of the pressure off of Kripe. And there's six or seven guys deep too that all have varsity experience who have played a lot of a lot of basketball. So, I would. I mean, I, I think West Nova has a great chance at at winning the NECC personally.
0: Yeah, and and obviously we're like blind to some of the other NECC schools that could be contenders. Like Angola's mm-hmm. had some good teams in the past and you know, Prairie Heights has at times flashed and been competitive. But mm-hmm. you know, we, we're we're obviously only aware of like Central Noble who went to state last year, but mm-hmm. their best player's playing for Wisconsin right now in college, you know, yep. so hard they're gonna have some talent back, but Westview, you know, their best players playing in college as well right now. Mason Yoder, you know, Judson University. Um I, I don't know what Westview's gonna look like. We were talking about that off air before we started. Like they're playing Bethany Christian tonight. That's a game in the last however many years Westview's won by thirty Mm-hmm. Forty. I I don't know what it's gonna look like this year because it's just hard to gauge both those teams.
1: I don't think it'll be that big of a win if they win. A all. lot of
0: a lot of our best players from last year are playing in college or, or, or in college now. You know Drew Hogan at Goshen. They only graduated him, but that's a pretty big piece. Like
1: and they got injuries and they, they got other with.
0: injuries from football season. Yeah, uh, Bethany Christian, like Beck Williams, statistically the greatest player of all time in program history for them. Dino Tyson Shupp's a really good player for them but who else is going to be able to step in and fill up that back Willem's role North, Westview, again you know Mason Yoder graduated Brady Yoder a good player who's Ke- going to step in for
1: them Keaton Dukes was like Keaton West Noble Austin Kripe. You're right. you know? he's, Wallace he's Austin Kripe. He was the guy yeah that's what i meant you know? Yeah, that's what that's what i meant to say He was the guy for them everything went through him so like who's going to step up for the Warriors mm-hmm. they have a lot of experience back
0: I think they could be sneaky I don't know if they're going to like win the nlc or anything i'm not making crazy predictions like that but like Mm -hmm. both everingham kids are good players and you know another year of our city under their belt they could be sneaky um you know you you can't underestimate them i think in the nlc like i'm not again i'm not saying they're about to like win the conference but but you know after northwood and warsaw it's like Okay, Mr. Walker, kind of open. Plymouth, Goshen, Concord graduated eight players. Like, yeah, the top Con- eight players Con- for Concord last year are gone. Tough. yeah. Like, this is a lot of, like, you know, uncertainty where, like, you just don't know who's going to step up. And, you know, it, it feels like, you know, Northwood with their two stars back, right, Cripe at West Noble. Like, they could win the NECC. Expanding it out more, Penn with Marcus Burton, Notre Dame mm-hmm. commit, like, He's they, a lot of
1: fun to watch. He
0: is electric. And, like, so it feels like this is a year where, like, it's going to be really hard for any of our 4-8 teams to really win a sectional because Penn is just that good right now or it seems like they're going to be that good. Mm-hmm. Um, at the 3 A level, like Northwood, but so, like, it's going to be hard for West Noble to get past them or Fairfield and that sectional, Walla C, right? The 2-8 one, I have no idea. And then one A like, Bethany Christian, like, I don't know what to think about them either. ECA as well. Like, a lot of just kind of like, eh. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, I don't I don't know. I really don't.
1: Fairfield, they they lost all their good players.
0: Caleb Wright, starting point guard at Goshen mm-hmm. College right now.
1: Both Wrights. Connor's not back.
0: Yeah, Connor's playing homeschool. His dad's back to coaching the, the Benton Bucks for this one year. Mm-hmm.
1: Brayden so. Helms, he's gone. He was a great player down low. So, Fairfield's got some rebuilding to do. What about Northridge?
0: Northridge, too. Like, Blake Jacobs graduated. Mm. That's a big piece, literally. Like... He's done. also playing at college. Like, mm-hmm. um, you gotta feel confident. Uh, you know the you Bales, lost your point
1: guard too, and Micah Hostetler, Micah
0: Hostetler. Right, uh, mm-hmm. the Bales brothers. You gotta think they're gonna be good. Noah Zamuda as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really and Elkhart, Like, there's so many teams in this area. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what. To, like, I know it's easy and cliche to be like, we don't know, because like a lot of people. I shouldn't say a lot of people, but people come up and ask us, like, hey, how do we feel about the teams? Like, mm-hmm. who's, do you, who do you think's gonna be good this year? Someone asked for that last week. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know because I feel good about Northwood and that's that, it's tough to say about it yeah. like I feel good about Northwood and Austin Kripe from that point I don't know like you, you tell me you tell me who's good
1: like, Austin Kripe <laughs> you feel good about Austin Kripe and Northwood
0: West Noble could be good because Austin Kripe's that good mm-hmm. so Beth will commit all these guys going to the Crossroads League mm-hmm. so staying
1: local that's local, cool local-ish yeah. I mean, Huntington's pretty local. Was it, an hour, hour and a half? Hour 15, hour 20, yeah,
0: yeah give or take. From, from Napanee, it's, it's a quicker drive. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. As we always do, we'll wait and see. Boys basketball.
1: Basketball's weird. You have to see how the team's meshing. How are they playing together? You really can't. Predictions, preseason predictions are tough. In yeah. any level. Any level doesn't matter, especially college basketball. With the way that's been going this season, with all the upsets, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's uh, let's actually go through the rest of our other sports that haven't started yet. We'll do or are about to really get going Mm -hmm. because we'll talk about wrestling next. Uh, Yeah, speaking of speaking of uh, wrestling, this will be fun. This could be a fun year. I actually think uh, looking at some of the preseason rankings and analysis and other you know Indiana Matt does a great job with all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, this could be a a sneaky good year for us. Sneaky good? Sneaky good. I'm using the word sneaky a lot. So, uh, as long as I don't say to sleep on someone, we're good, right? That's, that's the rule.
1: Yeah. No sleep. No sleeping. We're not sleeping. We're not sleeping on West Noble either.
0: No. We're very much awake to them. You hear that, Ethan? We're very much awake. Yeah. Yeah. I hope (laughs) Ethan hears that. So, our eyes are very much awake and looking at West Noble. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, wrestling. The number one pound for pound wrestler in the country is wrestling at Jimtown High School this year. Christian Carroll, and the heavy, he'll be in the heavyweight division. He won the state title for New Prairie High School at the two hundred and twenty pound weight class last year. Moved to Jimtown. I don't know why. I haven't looked into the backstory. Could be a story coming up. I'm maybe. assuming
1: probably. We'll have a story on this guy if he's at some point, the number one he, wrestler in the country.
0: He wrestled, uh, you know, like Max Preps literally listed him as the pound for pound best wrestler in the country, prep wrestler in the country.
1: What year is this guy?
0: Senior. Senior this year. Where's he going to go? He's committed to Oklahoma State. It's okay. like one of the best wrestling programs in the country. That makes sense. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He went, to, uh, he won the state title for New Prairie at 220 last year. Uh, he's the number one ranked Kid, obviously, in the Fort Wayne semi state preseason power rankings. Mm-hmm. This like I said, Indiana Matt does a great job of ranking the wrestlers, um, you know, going for each semi state, each weight class in each semi state, top four in each semi state, move to the state tournament, you know. So and obviously it's it's early, way early. So this rankings are you know that and a dollar right gets you a Coke right now, in these rankings. <laughs> yeah. Um, or two fifty now for Coke, you know.
1: Yeah, so I don't know where you're getting a dollar Coke.
0: A dollar Arizona Sweet Tea gets you a dollar, I think there at this go. point. There you go. Um but if we're looking at it, right, uh Christian Carroll number one and the Fort Wayne C this is where most of our teams go. Nine of our ten teams go there and then Wallace goes to East Chicago. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I don't get it either. It's it's a, it's a lot of traveling. Very frustrating, uh, especially because they've been good the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, Carroll number one at 285, and Logan Jellison for Elkhart right behind him at number two. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Armin Koltukian is the number two guy in Fort Wayne at uh, from Concord at 220. Uh, Caden Lone and Leich, from Northwood, Leish Detweiler from Goshen, second and fourth respectively at 170. Um, you know, again, these are all – early but then at East Chicago Caleb Salazar was number one at the 106 weight class he won the regional last year fell short in semi-state um you know Gavin Malone number two at 170 Hunter Hunter Miller number three at 152 for Wawisi. Um a lot of other guys too you know fifth sixth they usually they about ranked like the top eight or ten in each weight class mm-hmm. you know going in and so we have multiple multiple guys this is just a, that's just a the tip of the iceberg of how many guys we kind of had in the top five ten area. I'm not going to read them all off because that's just a lot of, a lot of reading. Um, so,
1: going back to the sneaky thing, I mean, it's not very sneaky. No. That's, well, like, uh...
0: I guess like, last year, we had, we had six guys go to state last year. Three of them graduated and then, we, we don't cover Lakeland, so tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, the guys coming back were Koltukian and Caden Lone, primarily. Mm-hmm. So like, and then, carol moving in now helps us right but so it wasn't like the most successful crazy year for our wrestlers last year so in a sense like oh we're not thinking about it but like low-key like look at these rankings like we got a lot of guys that are going to be in contention to go to the state meet like might be for the first time in my my five years here that we cover the state wrestling meet this year like in Mm -hmm. person we haven't done it in my four years so far here so this might be the might be the year we do it, especially if Carroll's going to go win a state title potentially.
1: Which so, it, I mean, obviously you would think kind he, of the expectation. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, you would think he's going to crazy things happen. I Man, wrestling is one of those weird sports where if you get caught for you know three seconds, that's it. You know, so it's it's a it's a weird sport, hard to really predict it a ton because anything could happen. There was a kid at Plymouth last year in the heavyweight division; he was like forty eight and zero going into semi state. Got mm-hmm. pinned in the first round. Like you know, you just never know.
1: Wow, that would be incredibly uh, disappointing.
0: I would be so upset. <laughs> I watched the kid wrestle once too, because you know, doing some of the coverage last year, and he literally he was just so big. Like he just like once you once he put his body weight on you, it was over. Like he just it was like a minute or two. Like
1: big as in like he had to be overweight. He, no, like or he, just muscular. No, big. he's
0: yeah, like weight weight wise, like there's no way he was you know. Because this is heavyweight division, I don't. I don't think if it caps at two eighty five, he was two eighty four point nine. Like he was. Is that big? He's a big boy, and uh, good lord. All the other heavyweights are they're big kids too, but he like dwarfed half of them. I saw. I was like Jesus. How do you how do you beat this guy? Narrator, you don't (laughs) like except the one guy that did.
1: Strategy. Got to be fast. Technique. 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 Fast. Uh,
0: And also, like you know, girls wrestling big time coming up. This year, too, there's a big invite at Penn over Christmas break. Uh, there's teams hosting invites more consistently right now. This is an emerging sport in the IHSAA, so this is, could be a potentially big year for girls wrestling as well. Um, I'm intrigued to see what the numbers look like for, I know Wauwesee's been at some events, West Oble. Goshen has a good solid roster of girls wrestlers. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see what that ends up becoming during the year as well. This is a This is a pivotal year, it feels like, for that sport as well.
1: Why do you think it's a pivotal year?
0: Because the IHSA deemed it basically a pivotal year. They called it an emerging sport in the spring. And if enough schools start doing it, having girls teams, they will adapt it as a full sport. So this is like the first real big push to get girls wrestling as an official IHSA-sanctioned sport. There's,
1: There's like a window, right?
0: I think it's a year. Or two.
1: That's it. Okay. I yeah. thought it was a bigger window. So I don't know. What if, you I, just I don't know how, makes I've, sense.
0: I've heard of like one year. I would think it would be like two years. So you'd think it would be bigger, but mm-hmm. it might just be this year. But I've seen it. In, I mean, Wallacee, West Noble, I know for sure. Like they're going to these invites with like 10, 12 teams at them. Goshen, you know. Um, so it's it is it is there. I mean, it's growing. Will it be big enough? That's the question.
1: We will find out. That's Let's hope so, though. I nice. hope so
0: too, because I think it's really I think it's pretty really cool.
1: We heard anything about men's volleyball? No. In this area? Boys'
0: volleyball. I haven't heard anyone yeah, playing boys', boys volleyball. volleyball in this area.
1: Because yeah. that was one of the emergent sports too, right?
0: Yeah. It's hard to, I feel like it's really hard. They're gonna play it in the spring. So that's why we haven't probably heard as much about it. But mm-hmm. like realistically, how many schools from our coverage area could feel the team and the other teams? In the area, like, their other schools, like, aren't affected, like, Goshen, Concord, Elkhart.
1: Yeah, there's just not enough, probably.
0: Like, yeah, the numbers just aren't there. Mm-mm. So, Penn, from the, if you want to expand the area, Penn, right? Mm-hmm. Penn has everything, so.
1: Literally. They have rugby, I think.
0: Yes. And and hockey. Yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, let's do swimming. Let's talk about Swimming. Swimming. How about that? The swammers.
1: Swim, swim, swim. Uh,
0: ladies first.
1: That's nice. I think that's the uh, appropriate way to go. What do you think? I, I you said lady it. first?
0: I suggested it, so yes. So I think yes. it's the appropriate way to go. Um, interesting year coming up for the girls swimming. Graduated a lot of really good swimmers last year. Especially divers. The three divers from Northridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giselle Miller Caitlin Simons Evie Long all finished top six at state that's pretty good Giselle Miller should have won my column um
1: I remember I remember that that was mm, tough
0: yeah um and then Concord graduated their arguably their top two Mm. Grace Brenneman and Kieran Stauffer from a team that finished fourth at state so it's tough tough sledding in that regard Concord, however, does have a couple key returners. You got them? Five. List them off, brother.
1: Five seniors. Ready? The twin sisters, Ellen, Audrey, Lance. Yes. We also have Bella Sponseller, Sophia Stutzman, and Riley Robinson as well. Yes. a lot of varsity experience. And they all did really well last year and the years prior. Notably. Yeah.
0: This is directly from my story. Notably. Lance placed sixth in the hundred-yard backstroke at state. Mm-hmm. Audrey Lance was eighth in the hundred-yard butterfly. Uh, Robertson's a diver. She went to the individual diving regional last year. Uh, and then also Stutzman and Sponseller both swam at the state meet, too. So they were part of the relays that mm-hmm. got fourth and fifth and things like that. Um, so and you know they're always they've always been that program. They've been. One of the programs in this area, the last however many years, it's always been there, always a threat. Has the depth um, to do things. That was good.
1: What depth? Depth. Because the pools are deep. <laughs> Couldn't help myself, you Folks, know. Folks, <laughs> I wish we could take a commercial break right now.
0: Should we just play some music for these next five seconds while I go
1: strangle Evan? Thank Tom you. Johnson, how do you how do you answer? A season following the most successful season you've ever had that's that's the question that's the question
0: you're going to probably get to ask him that next week when you're doing Damn some right. uh swim coverage
1: Tom, so uh how do you follow up a season like last year? Just like put it up to his put the mic up hit to his, his chin name. hit his chin with your phone <laughs> microphone.
0: uh Northridge has a new coach, Seth Kripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, new head coach, replacing Kyle Hembery,
1: who did a great job
0: yes. So, Seth will have his hands full. City Nethercut is a good returning swimmer for them. She was fourth in the 500 freestyle at state last year, ninth in the 200 yard freestyle.
1: The distance so, races. Yeah. So impressive.
0: Yeah. The 500 is insane. I don't know. How Why would anyone do, do that? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> so, uh, they're going to be interesting because obviously the divers were a big scoring part for them. Mm-hmm. I mean,. When they went to state, half, the their, half their points at state were because of their divers. So, um, and I don't know if they have any coming down uh, the chute. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know where they're going to rank, honestly, in this area. It's going to be strange. Wallace we'll has a really good chance because of that to hmm. kind of maybe take second place in the NLC this year. Uh, the Michler sisters, Julie and Alexis. Alexis. I almost said Ellie. I knew that was wrong. Close. Julie and Alexis. Uh, Julie just signed for college recently. Dramatic. Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast is where she signed. I was going to say dramatic pause, but I remembered off the top of my head where she went. But I'm going to double check that.
1: She's only a sophomore. She already did that.
0: Sorry. The older sister. The older sister.
1: Alexis. Alexis. She's going to Florida Gulf Coast. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. It's a great campus down there, right? on right the water or near the water. I don't know how perfect much, for swimming. I don't know how much uh, damage uh, Florida Gulf Coast got because um, it is in the Fort Myers area. So,
0: yes, she signed on November 10th with Florida Gulf Coast. Alexis Mishler, Julie. I'm sure will be having a college swimming career in her future as well. Uh,
1: maybe she'll go to Florida Golf Coast. So what you said is accurate in two years.
0: Maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they will. Uh, so they, they got they got two top-end talents there that will win a lot of the shorter races, and they're on the uh, relays. And uh, Alexis was sixth in the 50 uh, and the 100-yard freestyle race at State last year. Mm-hmm. And then Julie was fifth. And 8th in those perspective races as well. So they are both pretty good short-distance swimmers. Speedsters. You would think that they'd get better, you know, coming back this year. So we will see how they do. And then uh, the boys' side, again, Concord, very good. Cole Stevenson going to lead the Minute Man, Minute Men.
1: Minute Men's. Minute man's
0: The Men's, the Minute Man's um, <laughs> team. I would think he was uh he finished in the top sixteen of three events at state last year. Sixth in the hundred breaststroke, fourteenth in the two hundred yard individual medley, and two hundred in the uh sorry he was thirteenth in the two hundred yard medley relay team. It's a lot to
1: keep up with <laughs> here.
0: So many numbers and <laughs> letters and words. Uh yeah. So he's good. Uh you've got Tommy Brunner coming back. He just signed with ball state for swimming. Muncie. see Yep. Uh, shout out our former intern, Bell Brunner. Just want to, Brunner family, shout out. Is her brother? Yeah. Are we sure? Yes.
1: Concord? Fairly Makes, confident. They both went. <laughs> yeah, um, Bell Brunner, I wonder what she's up to these days. She did a great job here. She
0: was at, uh, PFW. No, Valpo. Golf. Valpo. Valpo. Yep, yep. I had the right color scheme, the wrong side of the state.
1: The, uh, the, the beacons. Mm-hmm. Tough.
0: I thought gold and thought... Oh, yeah, PFW. No.
1: The Mastodons.
0: That's PFW, yes. Close enough. They almost beat Northwestern in men's basketball the other day.
1: They should have. That's an aside. I don't think Northwestern is that good at basketball.
0: Anyway, (laughs) boys swimming.
1: Where are we going with this? I don't know where we're going. Uh,
0: Shout out runners. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. And then you also have uh, Braden Solars, who should be good as well. He was on some relay teams and went to state as well. So they have the most depth, it feels like, of the area teams. But there are a lot of really good individuals this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elcart senior Lucas Bird, he not is, beard, not beard. Contrary to popular belief, he finished third in the hundred yard freestyle and the hundred yard breaststroke. Sorry, breaststroke, at state last year. Also on a couple of relay teams for the Lions that were really close to making it to state, fell just short. He is committed to Indiana University. Pretty good.
1: It's gonna be Hoosier.
0: Yep, who, 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 Hoosiers. Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty good. Joe Hahn from Northwood is senior, also pretty good in the sprints. Uh, he was eleventh uh, in the 50-yard freestyle, and he also won the individual NLC titles in that one, plus the 100, plus the 200 freestyle relay. At the Northwood. Northwood had a really nice showing at the boys NLC swimming last year. I'm intrigued to see if they can build off that.
1: So they have yeah. struggled recently. Yeah, so as a nice.
0: as a collective team, they don't usually have the depth, but they've had a couple yeah. nice guys. I mean, Caden Caden Jenkins a couple years ago as a diver, he got to state. Joe Hans got into state as a, a swimmer. Um, Wallace he has Nathan Harper back. He got to state last year. Goshen, three of their four 200 yard freestyle relay kids that went to state are back. Uh, Levi Moser, Sky Sturries, Jeremy Stutzman, not the mayor. Um,
1: <laughs> what are the, what are the odds? This town, very high, actually. It's like, oh,
0: wow, you're also named Brian Yoder? Yes, Brian Yoder. (laughs) 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 Know a lot of those. Um, Yeah, and then Northridge, I don't know. Boys and Girls Northridge, I don't know what to think of them because they they graduated their top-end talent, and so it's going to be interesting. Northridge, again, man, they've been like one of those pillars in the area for Mm. so long in this sport. It feels weird going into a season not really knowing
1: what to expect for them. That's what happens when you have a first-year head coach as well. Yeah, that adds on to like the question marks. We'll see yeah. what Seth does out there in Middlebury.
0: I'm actually very intrigued. So, uh, yeah, should be a very uh, fascinating season in the pool as well. And uh, okay, and lots, now let's lots go back of to
1: chlorine to in our future. I think the inhaling it.
0: A lot of chlorine.
1: The Northridge uh, Natatorium.
0: Wear 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 polos to cover swimming because if you're wearing a sweater in there, it gets hot. It gets hot, just like this podcast room sometimes. Um, let's talk about girls basketball, which is what we wanted to start at the beginning of the show with, but then we got sidetracked, and you know we're like, you know, let's just keep on going down this uh, preview train. Now it's going to review review train. Bit of a recap train. Recap train. Uh, we've got we've got some 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 scrappy teams. Scrappy. S- We have no more undefeateds left. No. It's tough. Uh, Because Fairfield lost to Columbia City on Saturday, which was an addition to the schedule I didn't know was was happening. So that was fun. (laughs) It was like, oh.
1: I was looking at um, Sam the Man, Frick. He was updating the game. Like it, every two every two plays. Here it was we go. It was another update. It was tight. I was, I was impressed. I saw that Fairfield came back they their, were down. down double digits. Yeah,
0: they were down like 13 at half. I was like, wow. Rallied, took the lead in the fourth quarter, dropped it late. It's tough. So they're 5 and 1. They're still good. Yeah, they're still good.
1: They're still they're still good. You know, uh, let's not losing
0: to, to a good 4A team is is nothing to be ashamed of. No. So, no. um, Bethany Christian lost their first game as well to Central Noble. Central Noble is currently ranked third in 2A according to the Sagrin power ranking, computer rankings.
1: So that's so, a quality loss. Pretty
0: quality loss. And it was a game that they lost 51-39. to 39. Uh, They kind of got blown out in the first half a little bit, but they did a little bit of a comeback in the second half. Like, they kept it respectable. They didn't get completely blown out. Mm-mm. So then they took care of South Bend Clay, which everyone takes care of South Bend Clay. So, no offense to Everyone. South
1: Bend Clay. Everyone has to take care of South Bend Clay.
0: Um, I know you 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 liked uh, Elkhart. What Elkhart's doing? You mentioned that before we we sat down.
1: Well, it's because if you're looking at our area teams, I mean, you got Bethany at four and one, Fairfield at five and one, Northridge obviously four and four and one. one, they're doing really well, and then you also have Elkhart here, kind of sitting here five and two, undefeated in the NIC so far. Yep, and the two, games.
0: their two losses are to number three, Fishers, and number four, Hamilton Southeastern. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to lose two games, those they've, are two games to have lost. Two teams to have losses. Good, good teams to have losses, too. There we mm-hmm. go. There we go. I got it out.
1: Yeah, they really got blown out in those games, but they've blown out teams that they've played otherwise. Concord, Jimtown, Oregon Davis really took it to them. This is a... a so nice like, win over New Prairie, who is a better team this season. Yes. And then obviously, like we said, South Bend Clay destroyed the new, them.
0: The New Prairie win is like their best win for sure. That's the team that's on their similar level to them. Maybe they're like a little below. I am really intrigued to see how they play Northridge tonight, Tuesday night. You know, mm. uh, because Samaya Stout's putting up these video game numbers almost. 20, 25 points and nine, nine steals and, you know, eight assists, like these crazy games. Northridge excuse me, of course, is a team that will they will potentially see in sectional. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, you know, Northridge is ranked 13th overall in the state right now. This feels like a, a team that's a little more even because like Fishers and Hamilton Southeastern are like above. So this is like another, this is like a step below those teams. Mm-hmm. So if Elkhart could stay competitive with them, I, I don't know if they're going to win or not. It should be interesting, a really interesting game. Um this is kind of, i don't want to say this is like a litmus test for Elkhart, but we're—I think we're going to learn kind of maybe is. where they are at in the packing order after this game. And it, you can't obviously rush to judge after one game. Look at Northridge football against Northwood the last two regular seasons, and then what happened in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously maybe an exception to the rule, but you know you can't judge what happens in the regular season completely. Oh, you know, this happens then; it's going to happen in the postseason.
1: So. Right. We know what you mean, though. Yes. We, we understand it, your point. Thank you. Mm. We as in you. And the listeners, I think. Hopefully the listeners understand. Yeah. <laughs> Me and this computer and this mic and the listeners, we all understand you.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, and then Northridge. They're good. Four and one. It's
1: easy to say. Simple. Scrappy. Yep. Physical. Good shooters.
0: They're one loss by five points to a really good homestead team. Uh, I will be intrigued to see how they play Elkhart tonight, but they have beaten Crown Point, which is a good win. Mm-hmm. Garrett's typically a good win. Uh, Maryville, they Maryville must be down this year because they they wiped the floor with Maryville. Maryville traditionally pretty solid from the Duneland Conference. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Crown Point, right? And they they won by forty over Maryville. So
1: Maryville either is very bad this season. I mean, obviously we know Northridge is really good, but that seems like. A lot, right? Yes, I,
0: it was a little more eye popping. I thought Northridge would win because I know Maryville has kind of struggled, mm-hmm. but that was still eye popping to see him win by thirty nine, and then beating Crown Point by seven. It's a good win. Crown Point was ranked last week. They they lost three games then last week. Lost oh. to Warsaw. NLC went four zero in the Duneland North NLC uh, Classic this past weekend. Warsaw won both games. Northridge won both games. So,
1: Warsaw seems to be really good in the girls' basketball front this year.
0: That game is played in Middlebury this year, Northridge and Warsaw, in case anyone's wondering. In did, January? Yes. Because I remember I covered the game last year at Warsaw. So, it's coming back up to Middlebury this year. It's
1: great for you. Don't have to travel that far. A
0: little less travel, yeah.
1: Although the mileage... You love a mileage. Trip. It was nice to have that mileage, but mm-hmm. in
0: January when the roads are slippery,
1: yeah, if it potentially could be, could be bad weather. Yeah, yeah, don't love that.
0: And that's weather on the eights. Brought to you by the Goshen News. Uh, anything else with girls basketball uh, catching your eye?
1: All things that have caught my eye, we have discussed.
0: Bethany Christian, seventh in the Class One A Sagrin. It's early. That's a good ranking, though.
1: They're playing well too. Yes big fan of the Bruins.
0: They're they're looking good.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: let's uh speaking of teams that are looking good, the Gosha College women's basketball team. They're kind of killing it right now. Yo. Uh and you're going to learn about that more in our beloved Maple Leaf Minute. Here we go.
2: Hey, it's Dante, and this is your Maple Leaf Minute, presented by 91.1 The Globe. Let's toss things back to this past Tuesday. The men's basketball team stayed inside the friendly confines of the Ruth Gunn Gymnasium to take on the Roosevelt Lakers. GC held their own and took a 44-41 lead into the halftime break off the strength of a trio of treys from Elias Ramirez. The Leafs would struggle to defend in the second half, however, and the Lakers outscored the Leafs 44-33. The final scorer in the Goshen loss, 85-77. Goshen drops to 1-4. Sticking to the men's side of things, GC took a bus south to Huntington University on Saturday for their Crossroads League season opener. Goshen started off hot, jumping out to a 16-10 lead, but struggled from there, eventually falling 90-59. Ramirez again led the way in the loss with 15 points. GC goes into Tuesday's matchup with Grace at 1-5. On the women's side, the team had a week to rest following their dominant win over Judson, but showed no rust on the road, walloping Huntington in their conference opener 72 42. A total of six players hit six points or more in the victory, which goes down as the second largest road win over a Crossroads League opponent in team history. And finally, we raced back to this past Friday as the Goshen College men's cross-country team made it to the final stop of the season at the NAIA National Tournament in Tallahassee, Florida. The men ran well, finishing 22nd as a team, marking their fourth straight finish inside the top 25. Top runner Nelson Kenboy finished 39th overall and was named an NAIA All-American for his efforts. That does it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Goshen College Athletics on 91.1 The Globe.
0: And uh, thanks for the Maple Leaf Minute. That was was a great update. Historic victory for the women's basketball team this past Saturday. 30
1: points. Over Huntington.
0: And they hadn't won there in 20, or sorry, they hadn't won there in 18 years. (laughs)
1: Math is hard. (laughs)
0: That's hard. 2004. Uh, Yes. Okay. Um, Notre Dame football. Floor is yours. We're back. Well, they've been back for a while now, but.
1: They won their fifth straight game in the Snow Bowl. On Saturday, the weather was atrocious. There were a lot of people tailgating, though. I was shocked by that. People love their tailgating. doesn't matter if it's 20 degrees with a wind chill of 8 outside. Uh, the walk to the stadium was terrible. But um, first half, there wasn't any snow. But uh, the game was over at that point because Notre Dame had scored 37 unanswered against Boston College. Had four turnovers in the first half. Also, Isaiah Foskey broke the all-time career sack record in the first half. So literally everything was just going very well for the Irish. Boston College is a bad team. We knew that coming in. But we also knew that Notre Dame had played very poorly against bad competition at home coming into this game this past Saturday. So uh, it was it was kind of nice to see them kind of put put together a full-game performance. I know Marcus Freeman was very happy with that, especially with them doing it at home, taking care of business. It was their fifth straight win. They're now 8-3. and three. They are knocking on the doorstep of the top fifteen in the college football playoff rankings. Very close. And they've got a big game coming up this weekend.
0: My stomach made a weird noise. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> what was it, like? What? Evan th- stopped talking. The heck how, was that?
0: I don't. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from, but my stomach is making weird noises. So it's
1: a great senior day, also We're for you. gonna wrap day. this podcast up. But, uh, yeah, we have, I mean, USC just beat UCLA, so they're still alive for the college football playoff. So, they're going to be motivated, obviously, especially at home, to beat Notre Dame, rival. So, it should be intriguing. Saturday night game, ABC, I believe. Yes. 7.30. Probably
0: Herb Street and Fowler on the call.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, big game for Marcus Freeman. You know, you kind of want to. I mean, you had a terrible start to the season. You're 3-3. Three and three. Everybody's questioning you. You've righted the ship. Your team's won five straight. Can you get this big victory to kind of go forward with the momentum, heading into a nice bowl game, maybe get to a 10th win? I mean, if you get to a 10th win, win seven straight after 3-3 three and three and losses to Marshall and Stanford, I think that's a great turnaround. I mean, that's a great coaching job, personally.
0: Yes. I was thinking about it. Um, I can't remember the last time USC played Notre Dame where USC was the only team that really had something on the line you know like Notre Dame the last like the last five years like if either, it's either been neither team has anything to play for or Notre Dame has something to play for mm-hmm. because or they're both they're both good right it's not usually just USC only because Notre Dame like they're really not playing for anything on Saturday like they're they got a bull bid wrapped up. Mm. Whether they're eight and four or nine or three, like you're playing for the just to keep the, the trophy. But like, you know, there's there's no playoff implication. There's no conference championship game implication. Right? There's nothing really on the line for Notre Dame except pride and wanting to be your rival. USC after a Tennessee loss, the path is there to get to the playoff now. Like the path is right there if they win out. They beat UCLA. They beat Notre Dame, and if they beat Utah or, or, or Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, going to be hard to keep out a 12 and one USC team, whose only loss was one point at Utah.
1: That was a tight game. That was a crazy game. Utah right? went to went for it, went for two, and got it at the end of the game. I right. So that. my that my
0: point though is like USC now is the team that has like this might be the first time since like
1: I think TCU has to lose though. They're not going to keep out. Well,
0: un- the playoff if everyone like. Chalk holds, for lack of a better term, should be Georgia, the Ohio State-Michigan winner, TCU-USC.
1: Mm-hmm. USC
0: would get an overall one-loss Michigan for sure. USC versus one-loss Ohio State would be the interesting one if Michigan beats them and then Michigan wins Big 12 or Big 10.
1: Thank goodness they're expanding the, the playoff. because
0: Well, then we're going to debate 12 and 13. And, you know, oh, should – uh. You know, should, uh, like I this year, this year would be fun because it'd be like you get to that 11, 12, 13 range and be like, should Notre Dame get in? They're 9 and 3 and playing well and blah, blah, blah. And no. Just saying. No. It could shake out where Notre Dame ends up being technically like 13th, 12th in the final poll because of how everything else moves around them.
1: Mm hmm. let to go 10 and 3. I don't think. 9 like, and 3. Yeah, but if they I'm win the, last, final the, final, the final college football poll, the final
0: AP poll, yes. <coughs> I'm talking about the CFP poll before going to the playoff. Like,
1: yeah, I don't think they'll go to eh, maybe if they beat USC, it could be like ten to twelve, That's their thirteen range. You're right. Yeah, just saying. But for whatever, I mean, I don't know that they're they're not really in the in the going for an NY six bowl. From what I've heard,
0: it doesn't seem like they're gonna make one. It would. they would have to be. I mean, Tennessee would have to lose to Vanderbilt this week. Like, there would be some real chaos. The, the Doors. Yeah. I hate the Doors. Sorry I brought that up. <laughs> the Doors are a great band. What are you talking about, man? They make some good music.
1: No, it's fine. It's just that Florida's actually bad. So that's what it's all about.
0: Is it? Is it saddening to you at all that there's a chance here that Missouri and Florida finish with the same record in football this year?
1: Is that what happened last year?
0: It might have. But, like... After the first week, six and seven. Both of the teams were six and seven. After the after the first week, well, Mizzou went. uh, When did Mizzou go last year? Yeah, six and seven because he lost the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, after the first week when Florida beat Utah, there was like sugar bowl aspirations, and
1: I was feeling pretty good.
0: Everyone was. They were ranked twelfth, and then they played Kentucky twelfth,
1: and then I wasn't feeling so good.
0: And Kentucky's bad too. Kentucky also lost to Vanderbilt. Mizzou beat Vanderbilt this year. That's all I'm saying.
1: Wasn't it close?
0: It was seventeen nothing at half.
1: It's 17-14 17-14 final score but we beat <laughs> Vanderbilt, okay?
0: We still beat them. Um anyway, Notre Dame like I said, this might be the first time in this rivalry since like the Bush-Liner year like 2006, really, because like USC was still playing for a Pac-12 title in 06. Notre Dame was 9 and 2. Like mm-hmm. they were still, they were playing for a a better bowl game, but there wasn't anything on the line. Notre Dame wasn't in the title picture, yeah. you know. USC that year probably had, you know, what they were going for. So, um, and then every other year since that, it's been like, oh, 2012, Notre Dame's playing for a BCS title spot. Or 2018, like Notre Dame's playing for the playoff. Or they're both ranked. Or like 2017, they were both ranked. You know, uh, 2019, you know, 2019, neither of them really had anything to go for at that point. I guess Notre Dame still only had one loss. So they were still in the playoff hunt, kind of. Last year, middle of the season, like, you know what
1: USC wasn't very good last year right so it's interesting
0: just uh, just an interesting little wrinkle where like Notre Dame in the last however many years really hasn't had a chance to play spoiler against USC and now they have a chance to do that for the first time in probably 15 years
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's fun we'll see what happens nothing to lose for Notre Dame
1: nothing absolutely zero
0: so all right. anything else uh
1: congrats to Notre Dame basketball teams? Sure. Uh, Notre for, Dame, for being 4-0. The Notre Dame men basketball team has uh, not lost but they have played They not certainly great. haven't
0: won. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not great.
0: You know, what's that line from the, uh, the song I'm not sick but I'm not well? It's I a
1: know song. what you're talking about but I can't think of it. I
0: can't think of the name of the song but the line, this line in the song says I'm not, I'm sick, not
1: sick but, but I'm, I'm not, not well.
0: well. That's Notre Dame basketball right now. Mm-hmm. They're 4-0, but boy, needed a, basically a buzzer beater to beat Lipscomb, needed a rally to beat Radford. Uh, they looked relatively comfortable in their win, the other two wins, Southern Indiana and uh, Youngstown State, the Penguins, RIP Penguin Point, by the way. Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, lived a good life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and this week they play Bowling Green, St. Bonaventure on Friday is interesting could lose. Next week is the is like the real one, Michigan State cuz town.
1: If they win that, I just don't know, like what like I don't have to think anymore. What does it, it, you know understand. what, if
0: they beat Michigan State next week, it's going to feel a lot like that Kentucky win last year. Cuz they didn't look good early, Notre Dame. Like they were like, uh, what are we doing here, Notre Dame? And then they beat Kentucky at home. Mm-hmm. You remember cuz they were like 3 and 3 or 4 and 2 or whatever going into that Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. They just didn't look great. And it was like, this team was supposed to be good. Like, all these seniors and NCAA tournament hopes. And then they beat Kentucky. And it was like, oh, okay, like,
1: maybe this
0: will turn the corner. Maybe they can. That would probably be a similar feeling if they beat Michigan State, where it's like, oh, okay, like, they have the talent. Like, maybe they can turn this around. I don't know. So, that that would probably be what I would compare it to.
1: It's a good comparison.
0: So... Uh, and then the women are four and oh two. They haven't really like the Cal game was their toughest test. Uh, now they're playing in some weird Bahamas tournament that I don't know. Goombe. The Goombay. The Goombay bash. Goombay Babosh.
1: <laughs> <Ba-ba-ba-ba>.
0: <laughs> People on the streets. It's um, called
1: uh, the Goombay splash.
0: They're playing American on Thanksgiving. That's tough. You can't lose to American. You can't let you can't uh you can't beat American, I should say, on Thanksgiving, right?
1: And then they play Arizona State the next day. Goom Splash.
0: Yeah. And then they come back home. And then, then next week, the week of, you know, November 28th to December 4th. Big week for the Notre Dame basketball programs. They play.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: The men play Michigan State on Thursday and then or Wednesday. Then they play Syracuse Saturday to start ACC play. The women play Maryland at home on Thursday. And then UConn Sunday. So four home games in five days there, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, three ranked teams coming to town, Syracuse, which is down this year in men's basketball, but it's still Syracuse. Like it's got it's a brand name, you know, uh, appeal. Mm-hmm. So that's a big week for upcoming for the Irish, both men and the women. So I'm intrigued to see how they kind of handle it all. So
1: It'd be fun to discuss it next week be like, or in oh. two
0: weeks when it's all done.
1: Two weeks, yeah. December fourth. It'll be two weeks. Yep, you're correct.
0: Yeah, well in two weeks' time we'll have a better understanding, I think, of what these Notre Dame teams are. At least early. It could change. Yeah. Narratives can change, but uh World Cup.
1: Tough. The Wales.
0: I thought it was coming home.
1: I knew it, man. I know. If the you watched US. the game
0: if you watch the game Monday, USA won, Wales won. Uh, it felt inevitable. I tweeted that out. Second half, Wales just dominated, and they got the PK, and they scored. Very sad.
1: First time Wales have been there in 64 years. I know. You can't be drawing a team that hasn't been there in 64 years.
0: Yeah, but they have one of the best players in the world in Gareth Bale,
1: so... I don't care. I don't care. You? I'm just
0: saying. We haven't been there in eight years, man. It's a long drought.
1: How does that work now? When you draw, like, how does that work for get, the, for the get, group?
0: You get one point.
1: Yeah, but, like... Do they play England. They play England next right? On Friday. On Friday, and then yeah.
0: Iran next week. So you, you, it feels like Iran lost six two to Iran lost six two to England.
1: Iran, Iran. Feels like you should Iran. be
0: able to beat Iran.
1: I don't know. It's so funny <laughs>
0: Iran. That's how you actually say it. Iran. It's Iraq and Iran. Um, you ever take a journalism class, bro? Um, I guess in TV broadcasts you're taught how to say these things.
1: Should be able, should be able to beat Iran.
0: <laughs> so you, you feel good. You should, you should get three points there. Yes, it's going to come down a gold differential. So
1: I don't see them basically
0: basically America needs England to beat Wales, and then we need to like because Wales will probably beat Iran. Like we're on the spot. Stop. Stop. It feels like everyone in this group should be able to beat Iran and, uh, you know, get get three points there. Yeah, Um, I agree. So, we either need Wales to, like, draw against Iran um, or, like, the U.S. needs to, like, run up the gold differential, basically, because it feels like we need need Wales to go, we need Wales to lose. If we could beat uh, England, that'd be huge. If, If the United States could beat England then
1: that'd be tough though
0: barring something unforeseen we will be getting through if we beat England on Friday because we'll have four points and we're playing Iran so even if we <laughs> stop
1: have to take care. <laughs> <laughs> have to take care of business against Iran <laughs> have to
0: and Iran Iran so far away <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was disappointing though it's weird because like if you I think most people I don't know if they would have been okay with the draw against Wales going in but with how that first half played, man, they, USA looked so good. It was like, oh, we're gonna like, and then we almost scored like a minute or two into the second half, and it was like, okay, like, we're gonna Dominating. win this, we're winning this game, yeah, go America! And then like, nope, Wales.
1: <laughs> Wales we said, we're gonna draw this game. Get ready, and that's what they did late in the game.
0: I wonder if if the US defense would have held up over the last ten minutes because you know the scoring on the PK, eh. Again, it, it's a foul in the box, and you're gonna, you get to take a shot. But if there had been no foul in the box, like I wonder if if, if Wales would have eventually scored.
1: USA would have won. USA. USA. I think they would have They would have stiffened.
0: Also, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina this morning. It's the biggest upset in World Cup history.
1: Plus 2,500.
0: I, you know what's so ridiculous? I even saw that on TV on Monday night, the line, and I was like, what if I just threw like a dollar on that just for the heck of it? And I didn't. And now I woke and I woke up Tuesday morning and Saudi Arabia had won. I could have made like two hundred fifty dollars on a one dollar bet.
1: That'd have been pretty good.
0: I g I don't even gamble, but I had that thought of like, you know, that'd be fun to like just say we threw a bet on Saudi Arabia and they beat Argentina. Dang it. Messy. It's money I didn't have. It's and money I don't have now. It's very sad.
1: You could have you could have gotten a coke with that dollar, remember? Except it's two fifty.
0: Well, with $250, I would have gotten a lot of Cokes.
1: It's 250 Cokes? In like
0: 1930. Okay. That will wrap up this edition of the Goshen News.
1: Just a small Coke for the Goshen
0: News Sports Podcast. Iran. Iran. By the time we talk next week, the USA will be playing Iran. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, before we get out of here, you got any special Thanksgiving uh, messages? You want to give thanks to anybody?
1: No, I just want no. to say,
0: <laughs> I hate all of you. Thank you. <laughs> Good night.
1: <laughs> um, I I thought you were gonna say something. Do you have any special uh, uh, Thanksgiving uh, requests or something like that? Like uh, I would have said that uh, side dish that you have to have, like has has to be a part of the Thanksgiving dinner, mac and cheese. Like I don't think a lot of people believe that, but I'll die on the hill that mac and cheese should always be a part of Thanksgiving dinner
0: it's because mac and cheese is such a staple of a side dish in American culture you know mm-hmm. or like a, even a main meal for some people you know but well, you don't think of it as a Thanksgiving side dish right
1: just hits especially a homemade one just hits so well just adds to the flavors on the plate already it's perfect I think sweet potato casserole also great mashed potatoes obviously corn what do you think you're a corn guy on Thanksgiving
0: yeah Gravy. turkey mashed potatoes and gravy corn I like ham too rolls I made a you gotta ham. get the good rolls yeah the Hawaiian bread rolls or whatever um yeah I mean I, I, we're, we were pretty traditional growing up with our Thanksgiving uh meals so no turducken after, no no turduckens <laughs> after uh for a while there after a couple years or like when I was in college when we come back home we just end up making pizzas It's like we'd just the five of us, like when we used to do the bigger things, we did more traditional. Mm. So like when I went to your place last year, thank you again for that. Um, in Wisconsin, your family's house in Wisconsin, not your other family in Florida. Cause all my family got COVID last year. That was great. Um, I remember my mom was like, you can't, <laughs> you're covering state football Friday, right? Or Saturday. Yeah. Well, we all have COVID. And I'm like, I'm not coming home. Like I can't, keep... <laughs> she was asked about the COVID policies. I was mm-hmm. like, if I have it, I can't go like that's the rule, like it's still a rule, you know, anyway, but last year, this is a long story to get to the point that last year, like when I was at your house in Wisconsin, that was probably the first time in like five years I had a traditional Thanksgiving like turkey and mashed potatoes and everything, so
1: I hope you enjoyed it.
0: it was you know it was okay,
1: it was a six out of ten that's fine. Alright, well this has been a great podcast.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. We are thankful for our, our followers, our listeners, yes, our readers.
1: Even though I didn't say anything about that. But Yeah, yes.
0: you even though Evan hates you all and doesn't doesn't care about you, obviously. Uh thank you all again. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Hope everyone has a very safe and enjoyable Thanksgiving. Uh this has been a very longer edition than we expected of the podcast. Yeah, only an hour, so that's fine. But didn't know we were going to go an hour when we sat down. So. I kind of
1: did. There was eight things on the list.
0: Just because there's eight things on the list mean we're going to go through. Like <laughs> it going take an hour. This is a longer one because of the, some of the preview stuff. But All right. Take us home, Evan. I, I failed the ending there.
1: Thanks again for listening. This was another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Lepak. That was Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff. And we will be back next week for another exciting edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. What's going on this weekend? We can discuss, well, obviously, boys basketball is starting. All the winter sports are getting started. Girls basketball is going to continue. We're talking about football, Notre Dame, basketball, Notre Dame. Maybe even some Goshen College. We'll see. But uh, all that on tap next week. So uh, thanks again for listening.